The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hello and welcome to Who Knew and Reviews. We are a podcast from the Galactic Network. You probably knew that already, though. So, what do you think? Yeah? Have you seen... Did you? Did you? Did you watch the last episode? Oh, you did? You want to know what I think? Well, first of all, I think it's only right, before I get into the good bits, the bad bits, the universal bits and some random musings, snippets and the like, I think it's only right that I give you the synopsis. God Save the Queen has been scrawled on the surface of Mars. What are victims doing on the homeworld of the Ice Warriors? And what will they find beneath the Martian soil? Now, as the synopsis goes, that is perfect. It tells me a little bit what's going on, but it also tells me nothing about what's going on. So what are the good bits from this particular episode? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The good bits, well, all the movie references. I like the fact that Bill is a... Uh, she's a, a contemporary um, that she you know she's of our time um, so what was the bad bit then well actually it was a movie reference yeah it was the uh, the doctor's movie reference I understand why why Gatiss put it in there but it did jar a little bit I mean I can't be the only one that thought that can can I so the most Hooniversal bit, well, there is some things that Doctor Who does well, and this isn't really a Hooniversal bit as such, but it will be in future episodes, I really hope. And that is the design of the Victorian spacesuit. Oh my, how lovely was that? I mean, really, how lovely was that? I was disappointed that uh, the Doctor, Bill and Nardole wasn't in their orange spacesuits, but look at that. Look at that Victorian spacesuit. Yeah, I know. So one thing that Doctor Who does well these days is props. Never used to be like that, but hey ho. So anyway, let's go on to the the ravings of a madman without a box. That would be me. The episode itself, well, it, it felt like a standalone piece of work. I mean, of course, we did get Missy, and we'll sure we'll come to that later on. Um, the pre-credits bit at NASA um, was absolutely sublime. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was quite entertaining. I liked, um, I liked how they did it. I like the bit with the psychic paper. I like the fact that the psychic paper is now its own sort of joke. Um, I think that's quite amusing. So we got the Doctor Bill and Nardole, and um, they land on Mars in 1881. And curiously, there's a bunch of Victorian soldiers already there, complete with their stiff upper lips, their carry-on chaps, and uh, very, very uh, stereotypical British accents, and a good dose of "A God Save the Queen." Now that's something that that Doctor Who does well, has always done well, is the. Um, I suppose the, the stereotype, especially when it comes to the a British stereotype. 
Um, I don't think we'd ever stereotype like a, a deep South American or a, uh, or you know, a uh, Boston or a, maybe a Wisconsin. Actually, maybe the doctor should visit the Cheeseheads. What do you reckon? Actually, Doctor and the Cheeseheads sounds like a heavy metal band that I'd like to form. Anyway, I think I'm digressing. So the problem with them landing uh, in, uh, on Mars in 1881 and witnessing these, these jolly good chaps. Oh, it's a very jolly good Victorian soldier chaps. Well, it's just that they're, they're, they're not meant to be there. And well, they have a rather strange assistant. And that would be the Ice Warrior that they've named as Friday. Now, Ice Warrior is a great value when it comes to Doctor Who. Um, you just need to learn a little bit about their, their history, so to speak. Um, but that's because they're, they're quite okay with changing sides when necessary. And of course, that gives the writer, Mark Gatiss, something to play with. As we learn that the humans are effectively the invaders here. And um, the Ice Warriors could wipe them out in seconds if they wanted to. And let, let's be honest. Yeah, with the arm blasters that... I mean, what what is that effect where, where it just sort of... They get zapped and that thing happens. How awesome is that? I mean, that's got to be one of the best weapons in Doctor Who, yeah? So, anyway. What the Doctor needs is to form a a strong, stable coalition of chaos to keep things in some kind of order. Yes, that is a direct uh, a direct line which I have ripped from a particular website because, um, well, the UK elections. I'm sure in a year's time when I listen back to this, I'll be like, what on earth were you on about, Daryl? So there we have, we have the Doctor trying to form some sort of order. Um, I mean, if they couldn't, then, well, I suppose um, all manner of nonsense would happen. And then we get rid of Nardole, and we had to get rid of Nardole, and it's such a shame because Nardole is fast becoming possibly the best um, companion the Doctor's ever had. Um, I really like him. I like his funny, I like his uh, the intonations he puts on his voice. I like the fact, of, I like how he dresses. He's, he doesn't necessarily dress appropriate. He's actually rather good. Um, wackiness ensues. Nardole is, ends up on Earth. And the Queen, Araxa, is awoken from her slumber. And the interesting thing here is the sort of kinship that she has with Bill. The recognising... Um, recognizing the the female and well sort of using that to help tailor her decisions um and that that's all i'm gonna even though bill's constant uh, references to movies would have been probably lost on the queen of the ice warriors so as we said nadol found himself sidelined which is a shame he headed off to find some rope from the tardis which seems a little bit well weak source for me and then something happens the TARDIS decides to kidnap him and pop him back down to earth now the bits with Missy and him seem a little bit I don't know there's there's something going on there 
I mean, she did say she could get out of the get out of the, the vault at any time. Did she orchestrate the the TARDIS going a little bit wangy? Um, I mean, is that hair? I mean, has she she maybe hypnotised Nardol and Nardol is just acting out the things that she's told him to? I'm not 100% sure which is going on, but by golly, what a way to leave it, eh? Missy, at the end, piloting the Doctor's TARDIS to come and rescue him from the surface of Mars. Yeah. This sort of story really, really harks back to so much of the Doctor's old style adventure. I think it is the very British characters against the alien foe. I loved this episode. Essentially, there were two sets. There was the, the chamber uh, where the Queen was uh, in a hibernation. And then there was just a, just a cavern. And to make the full use of that is, I mean, is absolutely splendid. Um, so you're probably going to think, well, but that's all well and good, Daryl. But what sort of rating would you give this? Well, if I could, I'd give this six TARDISes out of five. In fact, I'm going to give it five TARDISes out of five. I'm going to use the TARDIS. I'm going to go backwards in time and then give it another five. So how many TARDISes? A solid ten out of five. That is how much I enjoyed this episode. And I hope when Stephen Moffat leaves that Gatiss doesn't stop writing for Doctor Who. Because if he can turn out an episode of this quality, then really, that is what I want. And that is what the Hooniverse itself deserves. I think you'll agree. Hauntings, sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the New World Order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts, and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to gncasts.com slash weird to listen, find out more, and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, unexplained, or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary. Also, Matt's continuing search for turkey recipes. It's all on Weird World Weekly, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Now that sound you can hear, that gentle hum, that used to be synonymous with Doctor Who. That is the sound of the console room when it was all just sort of doing nothing. Now what changed in Doctor Who? Well, it went off our screens for a while and then it came back, but not without its difficulties. Its difficulties were getting people to buy into it. And that's what I'm asking you to do now, to buy into the podcasts of Galactic Network. Now, they'll always be free. They always will be. We don't make money from from the podcasts, but if we did, boy, some of us would give up work just to do this full time. Not me. I love my job. But others, maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for them. What I'm getting at is we put a lot of content out. And to give us a more modern sound, a better voice, 
then that takes money. I mean, I'm not asking, I'm not asking for huge amounts, but if you could spare maybe a dollar a month, become a Patreon backer, that'd be absolutely splendid. If you can, hey, it's no worries at all. But if you think the content that you listen to is worth, I don't know, $12 a year, then why not pop over to our Patreon uh, site? There's full links at gncasts.com. If you can, you're awesome. If you can't, heck, you're still awesome for listening to this podcast. Let's do the news. Are you ready? There's a few items this week. Alan Cumming has revealed that he could have played the Doctor in Doctor Who as Russell T. Davis wanted him for the role. Now, he was talking at the... Listowel Writers Week in Ireland. The star of X2 and The Good Wife recalled having a conversation with a lovely Welshman about being the Time Lord, but didn't specify exactly when. Why didn't he do it, you're asking? Well, that's because he'd have had to live in Cardiff. Cardiff's not that bad. Honestly, if they offered me Doctor Who and said, oh, but the downside is you've got to live in Cardiff, I'd be going, well, yakida look it up would you like to feel old I mean not as old as me not as old as Brad sorry Brad not as old as Dave I'm really sorry Dave but still old because blooming heck 10 actual years since Doctor Who scared as witless with the classic episode blink never has it felt more appropriate to ask well where the heck did the time go To mark the anniversary of one of the most celebrated episodes, writer and current series boss Stephen Moffat has reminisced about Blink over on DoctorWho.tv. And he alluded that it could have ended so differently. Now I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you how Blink could have ended. Because, well, that's for you to know. I mean, I thought it ended rather well apart from the odd scene at the end with the Doctor and the bow and arrow and things like that. However, it could have ended differently. And I'm in two minds. You have a look, have a read, and if you think that that should have worked, could have worked, might have worked, drop me an email. TARDIS at GNCasts.com Or maybe tweet me. WNAR underscore podcast Heck, I'm sure you could leave a message on our Facebook page. I don't know how these things work. Honestly, we need a secretary. Hmm. Actually, that's a very good point. We do need a secretary. Now, have you got an interest in social media? Would you like to collate things and post on our behalf? I mean, I guess we're looking for a sort of social media manager. And the best thing about this, if you want to volunteer, is the pay oh yes ladies and gentlemen the pay of absolute zero yeah i know we're asking you if you want to be our our, like social media platform manager for zero pay how can you refuse something as cool as that seriously though if you want to help us out in that way it's a great thing to whack on your cv um then please do get in touch and we'd be happy 
to discuss what we need from you. Now, let's have a look at uh, oh, another Russell T Davis story. That's prop cropped up recently. Do you know what he's only gone and done? Oh yeah, he's only gone and said he knows who's going to be taking over the TARDIS from Peter Capaldi. So does this mean the next Doctor's already been cast? He was speaking to some former Big Brother star on his Andyvision channel. So Andy West, Any anyone? Andy West, anyone? No, me neither. But apparently Davis revealed that he knows exactly who's been cast. He's just not telling anyone who it is. Oh, you wag. So, we're coming up soon to um, episode 10 of series 10. The Big 10-10. And that is the title, The Eaters of Light. Now, I told you the synopsis of that last week. But what I failed to tell you was that I'm looking forward to this episode more than any other episode. Well, why? Because it was written by Rona Munro. The last time she wrote was... 1989 she's a classic era scribe and this well it's going to be written it's going to be directed by charles palmer who shot oxygen earlier this year it looks and sounds fantastic speaking of fantastic are you a bbc radio iplayer user you know they've got an app i think you can use it abroad and everything well you aren't well i tell you what you should be because they're currently having a uh, a Doctor Six and Perry audio drama on Radio 4 Extra. You can download it. Listen to it in the car. Honestly, it's fantastic. It's from the uh, the Lost Stories archives. And this particular one is Paradise Five. The Time Lord and Perry visit a resort planet. It stars Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant. And I'm telling you what, uh, only episode one is up now. And that's an hour of audio drama for free been produced by Big Finish it's for free on the BBC radio iPlayer and it's absolutely fantastic I'm so far behind my other podcasts because of the awesome content like that I think you should check it out I think you know what I think you know that means yeah go on no no actually after this podcast anyway there we go that was this week's Who Knew and Review I'll be back with next week's Who Knew and Review at a similar time. Until then, I don't know, I need a signing off. Maybe you could let me know what that is. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. We have so much to offer. Maybe it's horror or adventure gaming. Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. And have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? Or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.